world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Hello, good day, everybody. Good day. Uh, welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince. This is my co-host, the one and only Andrea. Thank you for joining me, Andrea. As you all know, we are live with you Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, to go back and forth on what is happening in the world together and share it with you guys. Everywhere from financials, U.S., world news, health news, science news, etc., etc., whatever's happening, we'll cover it, we'll talk about it, and then we will carry on with our days um, up all the way until... We go live again. Joshua Reed goes live again with uh, the Daily Dose, where he goes over the unfolding global conspiracy more in depth. And uh, that's uh, that's what's up. That's what's happening. Good to see you all. I hope you've got your coffee ready. We certainly do. And I've got uh, my coffee. good, Andrea. How are you? I'm well. I've got coffee. Hmm. I've got you guys. My day couldn't be better. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah. That's the nicest thing I heard all day. Aw, I'm glad I could make your morning. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the coffee. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, everybody's filtering in here. Good morning, Cindy, Hillbilly, Hi. Nina. You guys rock. Good to see you. Hope you got your coffee. Hope it's good. Uh, good morning, Leanne and Darren. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. All right. Whole family's here. I guess, uh, what do you say we just jump right into it? Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yesterday was Memorial Day. I hope you all took a moment 
to uh, honor those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Josh, uh, I had the night off last night, but I did listen and was half listening to Josh's show as I uh, did my thing. Great show last night, huh? It was a really great show. He just hit that out of the park. It was fantastic. Yeah. You know, it was very touching. Um, His monologue in the beginning was very touching. And uh, it's a great reminder to all of us on why we continue the battle that that we're fighting, you know. And we may not be enrolled in the, you know, in our military, but that doesn't mean that we're not fighting this battle right alongside all of our military service members and um we carry the torch for those that have fallen you know before us so um don't think that your battle isn't you know if you're doing anything to fight for this country even just trying to wake people up and share news you know don't underestimate the power of the spoken word absolutely you know this war is far-reaching and intense so i agree with that uh, statement or sentiment that just because you're not enlisted doesn't mean you're not in the thick of it. This is a psychological war. This is a financial war. This is a war that covers every corner of life and society. So we are all we are all participants. And with that, we all shape the future, which is why we're never giving up. And why we do what we do. Um, That's it. I mean, we, I I think, so there's different schools of thought with, um, as far as that goes. And I've been reading a little bit about it um, as far as philosophy, um, fate, and the different angles that people have taken on, I guess, a pessimistic versus optimistic point of view, um, Mm -hmm. mainly when it comes to like cynicism. And um, these schools of thought. And uh, I don't agree with cynicism so much. I like the idea that we can change the future and shape the future um, Mm -hmm. based on our actions. So I like to think I have a healthy, healthy dose of cynicism and hopefulness. Like there's a. I'm a little bit, yeah, I'm right, a little bit. I, I'm kind of cynical, <laughs> but then of some of that could just be my age. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the older you get, the more cynical you become. Um, there's a lot of negative stuff out there, but you have to remember that it's negative that's being propagated by the mainstream media. And, yeah. um, you know, it makes it hard to find any hope in some of the stuff that we look at. But... Um, <clears throat> You know, I have a healthy amount of hope too. So it balances out my cynicism. (laughs) You got to find that balance. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, and pessimism pessimism could be fun. Uh... (laughs) Well, see, and I see a big difference between pessimism and cynicism. So, Uh... in in my opinion, pessimism is just people who have no hope. Everything looks terrible. They have a terrible outlook on life. And I think that that people you know that usually translates over into their personal life right and i in my opinion it can create victimhood Hmm. cynicism is when you have a more cynical view of the world as in humanity in general not really carried over into your own life but maybe i don't know 
there, there may be some overlap. I see where you're coming from. Um, today, though, May 31st, what the H happened? It's almost June. In less than 24 hours, we'll be in June. Just doing the June thing now, I guess. What the hell? Looking for where? June bugs. Yeah, June bugs are going to be out there sticking to all our screens. Um, yes. Where did May go? We may never know. But... <laughs> hey, you're a poet and don't know it. <laughs> Look at you. But we're just going, and time is flying. It is. We're already halfway through this year. It's been a crazy roller coaster of a ride. It's about to get worse. I think we're still on the uphill climb of that roller coaster, and then all of a sudden we're gonna, you know, start doing loop de loops and corkscrews. World is about to get real crazy, folks. I think so. I think it's so. safe to say. Um, <clears throat> speaking of crazy, the stock markets are an absolute joke. I think Josh nailed it last night when he said uh, something along the lines of that the stock market's decoupled from reality. The stock market's going to go up, it's going to go down, but at the end of the day, look at inflation, look at this crap. We're not in good shape. No. Yeah, if you look at just the stock market... You're like, oh, it's making little moves here and there, nothing too drastic. But you can't just look at one portion of it. You have to look at the market on a whole. It's so manipulated. The S&P 500 is down a little bit, 0.66%. The Dow is down 0.66%. The NASDAQ is down 0.62%. Crude oil shot up this morning. I think it kissed 120 per barrel, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It hit almost, maybe it did hit 120, at least 119 in the early hours of the night and morning. 119. It's, nuts. it's absolutely nuts. And it's only going to get worse. Yeah. You know, it's um, not looking pretty. And uh, as we know, last week, the losing streak of seven weeks in a row was ended. And we're continuing now to see, do we start rebounding and going back up? Or do we continue the downward trend, possibly entering into an official recession? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the market kept going up, to be honest, because like I said, they're going to keep printing. They're going to keep putting it in here. Companies are going to buy back their stocks. They're going to force it upward. They're going to trick people. Yeah. They're going to make people think every time the Fed acts. The stock market goes up. So when the Fed acts, the stock market goes up. So everyone's going to be on this psychological train of making pumping the market up when really the reality of the situation is we're getting massive inflation and buyers aren't buying. Home sales are tapering off. All this stuff is happening. Um, People are losing their homes. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that, we have gold here. Gold is down 0.72%, but it's worth $1,844. Uh, silver is worth $21.70, down 1.7% so far today. Oh, good. It's on sale. Mm-hmm. Gold, gold and silver are on sale. Uh, Bitcoin is at 31606 quite the increase oh. from last week. Yeah, that's up a little bit, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I was thinking about Bitcoin last night and just absolutely uh, kicking myself in the butt. A friend of mine, years ago, Bitcoin wasn't even... 
It was, it was, it was like <laughs> worth like $5 a coin. And he's like, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. I'm like, dude, you're crazy. I have like, I only have $4,000 in the bank. What do you want me to do? Waste money on this? Maybe I'll be a millionaire. Fuck. I need to save my money. I need to buy a car. I need to do this. I need to do it. <sighs> you know, it's he, funny because Tom and I went through the same thing. And he you know what? Out, Even my what dad. What was it at? When, what was it at? Five I'm bucks. Afraid. Huh? Oh, see, we were a little bit before. We were a little after that because it was about 20 bucks. When okay, Tom that's not it. far after. And hold on a second. So to put this into perspective, my friend Todd, multimillionaire now. Oh. He was a multimillionaire when the first Bitcoin surge happened and it went up to $2,000. Wow. That day when Bitcoin spiked to $2,000, I shit myself. I I was like, oh my god, I need to buy Bitcoin. I need to buy Bitcoin. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, okay, no, don't buy, don't buy. It's probably just gonna go back down. It's gonna crash. Um, it never really did crash and stay down. It just from there blew up to where we are today. When it spiked to two grand, uh, he sold half of his Bitcoin. Quit wow. his job, built a house, started a business, and had a shitload of cash on hand. Millionaire. Yeah. And yeah. he kept half. Uh, when when Tom approached me about it, he's like, "Have you heard about this thing called Bitcoin cryptocurrency?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's a joke, right?" I'm like, "I'm not interested in buying that." I was like, "They're just making money out of thin air, okay?" You know, not even thinking about the fact that our own government does that, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm like, you don't even get anything. I'm like, yep. <clears throat> and he's like, it's like he goes, "It's twenty bucks a coin." I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> and I was like, this is never gonna he's like well maybe we should put a hundred dollars into it and at the time we were kind of struggling and i was like we don't have a hundred dollars to lose i'm like i'm not on something <laughs> like this i'm like we'd be better off going to buy groceries with it yeah that happened with my parents too because i told my if dad I about it yeah <laughs> my dad's if like he's like i told your mother i wanted to put 1500 into it and she never wanted to do it man we would have if i would have invested just a hundred dollars just a hundred dollars i would have had five bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> and it would now be worth $150,000, my $100 investment. Yeah. But you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was just like, know. I was loathing. I was like, um, thinking of my friend and what could have happened. I think uh, M-Fans kind of nailed it. He's like, I think we all have, or I don't know. They're like, I think we all have a story like that now. Yeah. You know, yeah. we do. You hear about stuff and you're just like, that's never going to go anywhere. I was like, what do you do with it? I was like, you can't, you know, I didn't understand. And I should have looked into it, you know, but. Yeah. There's always other had, opportunities though, everybody. Exactly. You know, there's always new technology coming out. There's always new protocols coming out for this stuff. And um, I am now a firm believer in a very diversified portfolio. Own a little bit of crypto. Own some silver and gold. Own um you know tradable items you know have tradable skills under your belt oh yeah um having a, a well-rounded portfolio like that even if it's skills right that's still worth something um i think it's a smart move you know and i know that there's a lot of people out there who are like bitcoin is evil and cryptocurrency is a deep state currency and stuff like that you know there's this little saying that i always like to remind people of if you can't beat them join them so why not ride their coattails and get rich 
because at least you're providing a more comfortable life for you and your family. Mm-hmm. Why should we let if they're if if they really are going to win? And that I think is yet to be determined. But if they really are going to win, are you doing yourself any favors by letting yourself suffer from their lot from their win and your loss? No, it's probably a better better strategy to be like Elon Musk and play their game and be better at it than them. <laughs> exactly. Know? Be smarter than they are. <laughs> be you know, and and get wealthy. If you make the right moves, then there's no reason that you can't have the money to live a comfortable life. You don't need to be a slave for the rest of your life just because they win. Yeah. You know, so if you can't beat them, join them. And I don't mean join them as, and then, you know, don't become a genocidal maniac. <laughs> <laughs> right. Keep your morals. Don't join them. Yeah. That. Keep your morals. Just get rich. <laughs> um. Ride their coattails and yeah. steal some of their wealth. <laughs> I think money has a bad reputation because of um, the corruption and stuff. But I think. Um, but the choice to be corrupt is yours. Of course. Always. Yeah. So. All right. Let's uh, moving on here. Wise words, Andrea. is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences yeah. are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas okay. prices, higher no, food got prices, shortages, um, and more. How should you respond? What history says happens next. This is by Barron. Okay, the stock market's having a tough May. What history says happens next. TV slash this is bullshit. They said the stock market is down for May. If it ends the month in red, history says My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. recent economic developments might support that expectation. They're in stock and shipping quickly unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. It was when down need it, much more a few days ago. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping at any order for Again, go to redpills.tv slash Patreon. You just started the intro again. What? The global financial system is on the Ah, fuck. Sorry, everybody. Whoops. I'm like, I just happened to look down and I was like, wait a minute, why is the intro playing? <laughs> Sorry guys. Oh gosh, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> so, you know, it's hard to produce the show and host the show. That's that's my excuse. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need more coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's all just turn this off. Let's all go to bed. Start the freaking day over. over. <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm all right with that. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt so, you, but I figured, you know, there's no, no point I, just reading it to me. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. So I just wanted to point out this article from Barron's where they say the stock market's having a tough May. What history says happens next. And they talk about how May could end low and history says that could mean to expect gains soon. Um, which, you know, like I said, they're going to pump this up. I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the market goes up in June for a little while because they avoid the official, um, recession, um, by having the market go up. Um, it basically resets that timer in a way. Um, 
And it keeps people brainwashed to think everything's fine. We're not even in a recession. Come on, invest your money, get rich, ride it, ride the wave. The Fed's quantitative easing. Come on, this market's going to go up half. Come on, 0.5%. The market's going up. It goes up every time they do it, right? Right, but it's not matching the rate of inflation. So Mm -mm. it does nothing. It's It's like like having a $100,000 debt right and you're like oh we threw 100 bucks at it it's way down (laughs) (laughs) seriously and you're like wait that doesn't make a dent in it yeah the economy and the reality ten dollars at it (laughs) reality is decoupled from the economy yes it is it's um i think and you know economists are a lot of economists are screaming this from the rooftops they're like watch out and they're not calling for a recession. They're calling for a depression. Because if the economy was doing what it would what it should normally do and it wasn't being manipulated and propped up like it is, it would have you got a bubble that's this big, it would have popped already. We would have went down, we would have come back up and everything would have been fine. The problem is is that they keep inflating it and that bubble is now beyond the popping level and at some point, it's going to explode and it all come crashing down. There's a, and it's going to take, I think, decades to come back to where we were. I don't think that, I think it'll be a shorter period of time for it to come back to where people. Historically, you know, it's been a few years process. Right. But you got to look at it when, when they had the Great Depression in the, in the 20s. Um, where was that debt bubble at? You know, in comparison, you know, how big was that bubble? In comparison to what, the, you know, it's hard to say because it's, it's really yeah, hard when to you, say. When you look at it, you know, it did, it crashed. Of course, you're dealing with way smaller amounts of money, obviously, but you've, you you got to look at that ratio. Right. Ratio isn't, is the part that doesn't change, you know? And so we're much, the ratio today we have a is bigger much bubble. larger than it was back then. Yes. Have, you're saying we have a bigger bubble? We have a much bigger bubble. There are actually, there are economists out there that are calling this a super bubble. Which is yeah. why today I called today's uh, episode quantitative screaming. Uh, that is what we're doing as the Fed produces all this quantitative easing, uh, creating these fake markets and... Um, wish wish washy i don't know what to call it uh all this buyer sentiment within the market people Mm -hmm. stock traders and investors and these people are going along with the narrative and helping them pump the markets quantitative easing they say okay the fed's going to take action we do our 0.5 percent everybody's happy the market goes up for a couple weeks a few weeks and then it starts crashing again and then they do another they keep doing it they keep doing it and that's what they're talking about doing that's exactly what's happening i think it's a much more diverse and complex situation but my basic rudimentary um understanding is that's what's happening here so anyway for sure. And, you know, this doesn't affect every people's day-to-day lives. Where this is affecting people is in their retirements. Because if yeah. your employer 
offers a retirement and most a lot of people put their money into this into these yeah. um 401ks which that goes into the stock market you yeah. know you know most people have a an understanding of that they like they go through they talk to their person that sets up their retirement account that i know. hated those programs and, limit- and there's a lot of people who they pick the higher risk so like if you're younger right you pick um a higher risk um amount or you know so when you see this market stuff like it is what that does is it convinces people that hey everything's going to be okay we might go through a small recession but i'll get my money back so i should put as much money as i can into my retirement now so that when it comes back i have it the yeah. problem is is that a lot of this stuff isn't going to come back and when it's gone when this crashes i don't think people understand that it's gonna go away yeah. You're going to end up with an, a new financial system. Josh was talking about that last night with the CBDCs, right? Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen to all of those 401ks? It's going to be a they, shit show. They have to, they have to go away. And, or, convert, or converted somehow. Well, that's which just is exactly gonna be a, it. Which is going to be a big fiasco. Because you're going to, you got to think about this in terms of the Great Reset. You're... 401k pre-crash, let's say, is worth $250,000, so a quarter of a million dollars. And you're, I don't know, my age, so in your 40s. And you're saving for retirement. They're going to say, okay, well, you know what we're going to do to stimulate the economy and bring this back is we're going to give you X amount of CBDCs for your retirement that crashed for your 401k. But in order to do that, you have to you know, um, comply with these ESG standards and your social credit score and your retirement account is going to go up and down based on those standards. Yep. They're going to tie it all And that's how they get people, that's how they get people to comply. They literally force them into it. And so, you know, what do you do? What do you do at that point? You know, people are going to have a choice to make. And, you know, I'm not a financial advisor by any means, but I do not plan on complying with their ESG standards. I don't care. Yeah, it's all I can live outside of the system and it doesn't bother me. None of that doesn't bother me. Yeah. And I believe having things like gold and silver and um, diversified investments and all these kinds of things assets, property, houses, these kinds of things helps you in the long run when this shit all goes down. Uh, hopefully, you know, it depends how much they really start taking advantage of people. But onward here, let's talk about the U.S. and the world. Um, this one was kind of a scary thing. Why is the U.S. military rationing meals? They have a $770 billion budget. What's going on? says, what is going on? The U.S. military is rationing food on at least one huge aircraft carrier. Why is this happening? Doesn't the military receive hundreds of billions of dollars each year? Where is the money going? This Memorial Week, we received information that the men and women on U.S. aircraft carrier, the USS Harry Truman, are receiving food rations. This makes no sense. The USS Harry Truman is not at war. It is not in harm's way. It's in the Mediterranean Sea near the conflict in Ukraine, but not in the Black Sea. 
Around 5,000 personnel are on board this huge carrier. Reports are coming out. The ship is rationing food. Why is our military doing this? It makes no sense. They are only receiving two meals a day. Where are the billions going? Who is going to make the call to ration meals for our soldiers? Is this the love and respect they get from the Biden-Obama administration? It appears that this is punishment, but for what? Why are our soldiers being treated this way? Is this just another effort to destroy the U.S. military? First, Biden had forced vaccinations, now food rations. What is going on? That's a really good question. What is going on? And yeah. why are our troops being treated like this? It's an absolute abomination. Yeah. That... Why are they feeding them like that? It's like, what do they think? They're in public schools or something? I don't know. It's just this. When I saw this, I was absolutely blown away. No, it was just I was doing a joke about public school lunches. I know. Like, I know. We've, we've got something yeah. on that. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Imagine that. So I thought that's what you were referencing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a joke because we've actually got an article on that. So it was, it was a little bit smart. Half, it was kind of a joke. Right. Yeah. This is this is disgusting, it's in weird. my opinion. Yeah. And it's very strange and very odd that, you know, it's it somehow it all fits into the narrative. I have a feeling that we'll figure out what it is you know, within the coming weeks or months, maybe, I don't know, maybe we won't, um, you know, how they like to cover up information. And so, but my heart's go out to those members, those, those service members who, you know, signed up to fight for the freedom of this country and are sacrificing a great deal, um, just to be treated so poorly. They don't certainly don't deserve it. Yeah. Fuck Joe Biden. Right. Yeah, fuck Joe Biden. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Try not to play the intro again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good intro, though. <laughs> it's solid. U.S. wheat crop hit by dry winter, then soggy spring, adding to global tightness. It's just a little bit of global tightness. Yeah. So U.S. US crops aren't doing hot. That's this. That's this story. Not good, everybody. Get your food. Um, you guys know one of our favorite sponsors here at the Red Pole Project is uh, My Patriot Supply. Uh, if you go to My Patriot Supply, at, do we have a code with them? I'm like totally blanking. No, it's just a link. You want to okay. make sure to go to it's redpills.tv slash patriot. You want to make sure to go to that link. And Thank um, you. I'll put it in the it, chats. Yeah. They, they have long-term, short-term food storage. Um, they have water purification. They have supplements. They have seeds. They have everything you could want. I recommend focusing on water purification, food first. Yeah. If so you can afford really, it. One if, of the great things that you could do for food, I just want to interject for one second, sure. is sprouting seeds. So sprouts, mm -hmm. microgreens. Because you can get a bag that has thousands upon thousands, millions of seeds in it, right? Yeah. And it takes, depending on the seed, three to seven days to sprout these seeds from beginning to harvest. Yeah. And the health benefits of microgreens is astronomical. This is something mm -hmm. that we've started looking into. And they carry those. Yeah. It might be a good supply. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but just want yeah. to throw it out there. The, yeah, so there's no code. Just visit redpills.tv slash patriot and check out what they have. If it's not for you, 
or if it's not within your budget, that's okay. Go to the store like you normally do. Grab a few extra cans. Grab some um, extra water. Maybe invest in some water storage that's better than just like a water bottle um, for the long term. Maybe invest in a way to filter water. And um, there's ways you could do that on a budget um, as well. So I don't, you know, no matter what your budget is, prepare in some little way every single day or every single week or however you want to set out your timeline going forward. But having that water and having that food keeps you out of danger when everybody's leaving their homes in order to get this in the case there is a shit is the pan situation or just really bad shortages in your area because of the supply chain, because of fuel shortages, because of bad crop yields, things like this. So really prepare. And we're hearing this from the mainstream. I'm hearing this on the censored YouTube from people who are generally snoring. So this stuff has a real high chance of happening. We all think so. Everybody's talking about it. So you guys, please prepare. Don't be in a dangerous situation because you haven't prepared. Prepare. Yeah. All right. Exactly. My gosh. Did you just start the intro again? <laughs> all right, moving on. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hide that button. (laughs) All right. Biden suggests he wants to ban nine millimeter pistols. You know what I have to say to that? Fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, this is probably one of the most popular guns in America. You know, everybody I have. Oh, I, well, I lost my nine in a a terrible voting accident. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. You know, we don't um, talk about it. It's it's sort of subject. it's you know yeah it's very touchy i don't know where it's at i haven't been located it's some say it's um, thousands of feet deep but anyway i, I think it is I, you know <laughs> it would happen to yellowstone <laughs> super volcano i'm not gonna go <laughs> president joe biden suggested suggested he wants to ban nine millimeter handguns in remarks to reporters on monday at the white house of south lawn as he visited Texas over the weekend, officials showed me an x-ray, he said. A 22 caliber bullet will lodge in a lung and we can probably get it out and maybe save a life. A 9 millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. <laughs> said. So the idea that these high caliber weapons, there's simply no rational basis for it in the terms of self-protection, hunting. And remember, the Constitution, the Second Amendment was never absolute. A nine so millimeter blows your lung out. He... <laughs> Maybe if you're in close range, I you know there's going to be some material that's. You know, Where is he getting uh, his information from? Like his top ballistics expert, uh, Bill Gates. A kindergartner. A kindergartner. Jesus, I swear to God, a He's... kindergartner has. Well, and here's the funny thing, is he says it's not clear why Biden was making reference to nine millimeter ammunition, which is primarily used in handguns, not rifles. Or if he was confused with another cartridge caliber, although a small number of AR-15 style rifles take nine millimeter rounds, officials said Uvalde shooter Salvador Ramos used two, two, three rounds, which are typical for that type of firearm. Now, I don't know how many people know this. My guess is the majority of people here know this. A two, two, three is a 22 caliber bullet. There's literally a 0.003 difference between that and a 22. Now the difference is hmm. is that in a AR15 
It's a long rifle cartridge. So it holds more gunpowder versus a, you know, a regular, what we think of as a 22 with little bitty bullets, right? But it's literally the same caliber. Like the hole is the same size. It's going to do a little more damage, obviously, because you've got more gunpowder pushing it. Mm -hmm. But it's literally a 22. And armor AR does not stand for assault rifle for those who are not educated. It stands for Armalite rifle, which is the initials for the company that created that type of rifle because it's not a wood stock, it's a lightweight plastic material. Yeah. And people owned those far before the military weaponized them and used them for war, and we were fine. Right. They were just known as a two two three rifle, right? Like a the AR fifteen, it's the 15th generation of the Armalite rifle company's rifle that they created that's a 223 caliber. So um, people are really misinformed when it comes to firearms and stuff like this. And obviously Joe mm -hmm. Biden is because he said that the idea that you need a weapon that can have the ability of firing 20, 30, 40, 50, or 120 shots. And then he's talking about nine millimeter pistols. I've literally never seen a nine millimeter pistol that's gonna hold 120 rounds. I mean, can you imagine how silly one would look with a with a drum? But a drum on a pistol? <laughs> I've seen a video. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> I mean, look, is it realistic? I don't think so. I don't know. As an American, I think it's freaking cool. I've seen like a double. Oh yeah. I've seen a double drum on a pistol. I believe. On a pistol? On an automatic pistol. I still don't think that that would hold 120 rounds. You know, Andrew, if there's a will, there's a way. This is America, all right? <laughs> right? Let's just feed it in. Let's what? get it. So here you could, oh, we just need clips. You know what? If we wanted to, we could. This is yeah. an unsafe day. This is. We, so could do it. we could do it if we want, all right? That's the moral of the story. This is. Right? So just as an FYI, your nine millimeter or whatever you have doesn't have a clip. It has a magazine. <laughs> because a clip is actually used in hair. a particular type <laughs> of military rifle. I thought it was used in hair care. It does. It is. I have clips in. <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah. is a clip. What you put in the gun is a magazine. I've been yelled at enough that I don't make that mistake anymore. <laughs> what are you, uh... Um, poor quality rapper. Right. So, you know, this, this administrator, every time he talks about guns, I'm just sitting here and, and shaking my head because I've been around guns my whole entire life. It's been a rough, uh, been a rough few days. Yeah. And it's just, I, I see this and I'm like, my 10 year old knows more about guns than the person who's supposed to be oh, in charge of country. So sad. Yeah. So. Biden's an idiot. Moving on. I think we have more on that. Um, when Listen to this. When Biden visited Uvalde, he demanded that border control agents disarm before meeting him. Yeah. Most of the agents declined to meet with him and went home. Yeah, I think we have an article on that. So First, and the, the most insulting, I think, is Joe Biden demanding that these oh. border patrol agents... I have no sound. Okay, hold on one moment. Sorry, everybody. Uh, bear with me. Do 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 do. 
Grandma Rainbolt says no clips for you. First and the most insulting, I think, is Joe Biden demanding that these Border Patrol agents be disarmed if they want to come meet him. This is unheard of, J.J. Yeah, I've never heard this. Never heard of President. President Trump never came in and disarmed us. So I'm hearing from our sources that agents literally came in from the field, didn't check in, just got in their personal vehicles and went home instead of bowing down to President Biden's demand that they they remove their firearm and all of their use of force tools on their belt. It's insulting. Why would you do that? Can you, the only way, the only reason you do that can, is you don't trust your agents that work for you. And that says a lot, especially well, when it was the either that agents. first and the most insulting, I think. That's it. Can you believe this? I actually can believe it. It's, you know, he's doing everything to demoralize our law enforcement, our border patrol agents, um, everybody that disagrees with his um, ballistic, not ballistic, belligerent regime. He's demonizing them. Um, so it's really not surprising. It's sickening, right? It's disturbing. It's, it's really insulting. It's insulting. Trump never did that. Oh. Trump wasn't a coward, and everyone loved him. Well, Joe Biden ran away when people were booing at him, for God's sakes. Right. Ooh, oh, my God, I'm so scared. <laughs> Their words hurt. Oh, but. actually, we have some breaking news before we move oh. on. Justin. Dun, 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 dun. Josh called it again. Uh-oh. Sussman. Not Acquit guilty. Acquitted. I had half a punch. More on that at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Holy shit. There is no justice in this world anymore. Holy moly. Which means that Hillary's going to get away with it. All the rest of them are going to get away For with now, it. For now, hopefully. Hopefully not long. Oh, oh my god, that makes me sick. It does. And then more more good news. Top Democrat senator. Serious bipartisan negotiations on gun control are underway. So, of course, they're talking about all of this stuff. So, so speaking to ABC News, Murphy, an ally of President Joe Biden, said the possible legislation includes expanding the federal gun background check system, red flag laws, and laws around storing weapons. Oh. God, they need to stop. Um, yeah, they do. Um, they want you to lock up your weapons. And then he says, you know what an assault weapon is? You know how an assault weapon was designed? These people don't know what an assault weapon is. Okay. They Every not... gun, they... if, it, if it's used violently, is an assault weapon. A <laughs> knife, if it's used violently, is an assault weapon. Mm -hmm. A rock, if it's used violent in a violent manner, as an assault weapon. Just ask. They should just ask their armed guards. You do not. You. Anybody who owns guns, if your guns are sitting in a closet, it doesn't even matter if they're loaded. They're not assaulting anybody. So they're not an assault weapon. Seriously, I hear you there. Amen. But they're going to keep they're going to keep pushing this and pushing it. Yep, and of course, as they keep doing that, the Biden administration is exploiting poor kids 
to further transgender policies. Ah, here's the one I was talking about. Announcing that K-12 through schools must allow boys into girls' bathrooms to qualify for federal funds to pay for reduced or free school lunches for children of low-income families. Open up your bathrooms to everybody or we're not funding your food. What kind of crazy totalitarian insanity is this? I remember when this bathroom shit started, everyone's like, well, that's weird. And then now, look where we are. Look where we are. Let the boys go into the girls' bathroom or we're not giving you money for food for them. We are going to start rationing your food supplies. How are... Dude, they're literally... children. Just like we're doing to our military. What the fuck? ESG standardization. I say... Take your kids out of public school. Homeschool, homeschool, homeschool. But you know what? What? I get it. Like, there are people that, there are people who are, you know, living in California. They're like, no, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to fight for here. And there are people that are doing the same thing with the public school system. Right. I mean, easy solution. Make another bathroom. One person. Or, like, make every bathroom individual. But, you know, here's the thing is that you're... Your tax dollars, I mean, obviously, you're you're not going to get out of not paying the taxes, the property taxes, right? They're going to steal that from you one yeah. way or the other. But for every child that gets pulled out of public school, that's funding that they lose. And so each child is worth a certain dollar amount. So just like you take your money away from these woke-ass companies like Target, and you're like, defund them. Stop, stop giving you giving them your money. Yeah. You can do the same thing with the public school system. Defund yeah. the public school system. Make it so that they get no funding because there's a minimum amount of kids that they have to have in a school system to warrant getting federal funds. Like if they drop below a certain level, they shut that school down. Get all those teachers fired. Sorry to say you're Our right. All right, onward. Uh, this is an extension from last week. We saw the um, insurance company, I believe it was to a couple of them, Allstate and what was it? Another one. Anyway, they were get, they were dis- distancing themselves from the gender cool yep. thing. The USDA and General Mills also flee gender cool associations as public learns about the horrors of corporation-backed grooming and genital mutilation of children. This gender cool um, organization is about they support children questioning their gender and stuff, and State Farm still supports that. But State Farm recently distanced themselves from the project. But there's a bunch of companies that are still involved. Every company, including, um, I have a list here. Uh, Do you see it? Um, Maybe it's over here. Oh, right. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Capital One. Yeah. General Mills. Yeah. Adobe Incorporated, Bank of America, Capital One, General Mills, Indeed, NBC Universal, Oracle, Sprout Social, U.S. Department of Agriculture, all support gender cool. Sprout Social is for children, I believe, isn't it? Maybe the parents that are listening can weigh in on that. But I think Sprout Social is... 
um, a child, it's for children. Well, it's interesting about, like, listen, the following list of U.S. corporations continue to support the psychological takedown and physiological mutilation of children by supporting Gender Cool's perverted grooming program. HP, Allstate, Bayer, Intel, Dell, Nike, Intuit, Out and Equal, Prudential, Abivi, Pharmaceuticals, VMware, CBRE Group, Commercial Real Estate Services, JLL Real Estate Industry. So look, this is weird. It's real big real estate companies and pharmaceutical companies are supporting this gender stuff. Isn't this weird? No, it's not. It shows you exactly what they're doing. Yep. The crooks. And technology. Dell, Intel, Intuit. Those are all technology companies. We know who the crooks are. Pay attention. Yep. All right. Rant over. Creeps. It's disgusting what they're doing. Oh, yeah, this was fantastic. Biden pays tribute to Ukrainian troops on Memorial Day. Memorial Day is the time when we remember American troops, not foreign countries' troops. Yeah, that's really weird. So he says, it says, this Memorial Day, we must remember the valiant sacrifice of the Azov Battalion. So now we're celebrating Nazis. And the sacrifice the Nazis have made on, but our country, that's what our country looks like it's representing. Joe Biden. Um, He says, so from the Daily Mail, democracy is not perfect, but it's worth fighting for. Biden pays tribute to Bo, Ukraine, and the U.S. troops who died in Afghanistan and Iraq after laying a wreath at Arlington Cemetery's tomb of the unknown soldier. Biden President Joe Biden championed the ideals of democracy and took time to reflect on the loss of his son, Beau Biden, and the losses of families across the country have lost loved ones in military and a Memorial Day speech to Arlington National Cemetery on Monday. Looking abroad, the president also paid tribute to Ukraine's defenders fighting against a Russian invasion and the American service members who died during the United States 20-year war in Afghanistan and Iraq. What, how insulting. Okay, did you know that he did not pay tribute to the 13 service members who died from his illegal with or his botched withdrawal from the Middle East, not once were they mentioned. And that's not. only been less than a year ago. I'm not surprised. And plus all the people he abandoned there are totally disregarded. What a disgrace. Yeah. Communist. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that his son died of cancer. His son didn't die fighting for this country. Um so it's a complete disgrace. Like, oh, both Biden, Ukrainians, then Americans. So it's again, it's the whole America last agenda that uh, comes from this belligerent occupation. They don't give a shit about us. So it's. Totally. Uh, I'm I'm just over it. Me too. Makes me angry. He's a disgrace. Yep. Um. <laughs> U.S. National Guard to cooperate with Taiwan military, President Tsai. Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen said on Tuesday that the United States is planning on cooperation between the National Guard and Taiwan's military amid mounting threats from communist China. Boom, 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 boom. Here we go. You know what? Why is the National Guard? The National Guard is supposed to be um, the state's basically military, right? Yeah. So why are we That's weird. Why are they are they federalizing the National Guard? Because each state has their own National Guard. 
So what are they promising, and do they even have the authority to do that? Is my question because only um, when only when their puppets bend over in the states, I guess. But that's very odd. Good point. Because yeah, the National Guard. I mean, every once in a while. So if you have a national emergency like Katrina, right? They'll pull National Guard from each state. But I'm pretty sure that the governors have to sign off on that on their National Guard troops going because yeah, that I is, imagine so. And so, this is, I don't know. It's weird. This is really weird to me. And this reminds me of a, a conversation I had on Facebook with somebody where they abandoned the conversation. But they were basically <laughs> telling me about um, Federalist 46 is pretty much um, that's what the National Guard is and that people shouldn't actually have guns. And I was like, so what about when the National Guard doesn't support your fucking shit? Then what do you do? What yeah. protects you against a rogue National Guard? Right, and it's yeah. explicitly written in Federalist Forty Six that the people outside the National Guard, outside of the states' militia, have the right, right to have arms and rise up in the event that shit goes sideways. Right, <sighs> but your National Guard is is basically it is your state militia, your official yeah state militia. But they're all uh, corrupt. I'm telling you. Well, they, they very well could be. But my question is, is why are they taking the state militias? Yeah, we have we have our military, which is federal. Yeah. So our National Guard does not fall within federal jurisdiction. Doesn't it's within sense. the state's jurisdiction. So I don't understand why the U.S. government is going out there and saying, oh, yeah, we're going to put the U.S. National Guard up. Uh, yeah, it's very me. odd. Very odd. We'll have to see what happens with that. The only thing that I can think is that they want to send our National Guard. And typically the National Guard doesn't usually go overseas. Like they usually stay on the homeland. Um, is that they want our National Guard over there because it leaves the states unprotected. It could be, but it's really odd. I don't know how they're going to manage it. It's That's really weird. We have to keep our eye on that. Uh, Australia's biggest state begins fresh fresh round of seized firearms destruction. Oh my gosh. So they, uh, Australia's biggest state of South New Wales launched a fresh round of firearm destruction Tuesday, disposing of weapons seized and gathered by local law enforcement officers. This is just more tyranny when it comes right down to it. So they have confiscated, um, I think it was 2,800 is what they're destroying now. But all overall, I think the number I saw was like 600 some thousand. Oh, 650,000 guns were destroyed. Um, that, you know, this is going back ways, obviously. But yeah, that's what they're going to doing. They're destroying these. And, you know, this... This is the problem that they have when they do this, is that they convince people, oh, well, it's a gun buyback. This is what I had somebody ask me one time when it comes to this or, or some, uh, something that I had read or heard. Buy back. So if the government is going to buy back something, wouldn't that have to indicate that the government sold it to you to begin with? No. The government didn't sell you your firearms. How are they going to buy them back? It's a gun confiscation. Let's call it what it is. It isn't a buyback. 
If I'm gonna, if somebody's gonna buy something back, then I'm gonna go to the store I bought it from, and I'm gonna sell it back to them. I'm not. You're not selling your guns to the government. You're the government didn't sell them to you to begin with. So there is no such thing as a buyback. It's gun confiscation, and they're only gonna give you. A lot of times, it's only a couple hundred bucks for your gun. And look at the price of firearms and ammunition now. Not worth it. And it isn't a buyback. It's confiscation. So I hate that word buyback because it's I agree. Misleading. I see where you're coming from. Yes. Sri Lanka's in really bad shape, everybody. They are protesting, rioting, attacking their politicians. Their economy is crashing. They have food shortages. And... Um, Amongst all of this, Sri Lanka announces tax hikes for its population. So expect them to get crazier in the near future. Absolutely crazy. Um, I want to take a second here and thank some of our viewers here who are supporting us with the, their donations over on Pilled and Rumble and DLive. Uh, we've got... Alan, God wins, gifted a can. Greetings from Scotland. Greetings, Alan. Thank you for tuning in all the way from Scotland. We appreciate it. Vader369 gifted a cookie. And I think that's all we've got so far today. If I missed you, just give me a shout out. Um, and I'll uh, acknowledge that. But I think that's, I think I got it. Actually, Black, uh, Black, what's your name? Black Jester? black something donated a lemon which is awesome thank you so much uh yeah black jester thank you so much uh, without your guys support we couldn't continue this so thank you all for your support with everything that we do here on the red pill project um if you can't support monetarily with donations and these things hit those rumbles share this with somebody who might enjoy the content uh just continue to watch the shows and enjoy yourself that all helps us tremendously as well so thank you all so much All right. Uh, moving on here. Thank you, everybody. Let's go. We've got Russian lawmakers suggest kidnapping NATO defense minister in Ukraine, according to Reuters. Well, what he actually said was... Um, uh, I'll just read it. So, a senior Russian lawmaker has suggested kidnapping a NATO defense minister in Ukraine and bringing them to Moscow for questioning about what orders the West have been go giving to Kiev. Morozov, first elected to the Russian parliament in 93 and a member of the dominant, dominance United Russia Party, said the supply of Western arms to Ukraine posed a direct threat to Russia. Quote, you know, perhaps it is a fantastical plot that I have brewing that in the near future, at some stage, a war minister of some NATO country will go by train to Kiev to talk with uh, Zelensky. That's what he said. That's what he told 60 Minutes, <laughs> Russia. That's kind of strange, but he would not get there. <laughs> but he would not get there and would wake up somewhere in Moscow. <laughs> you mean we abduct them? TV Olga Skibyeva, one of the most pro-Kremlin journalists on television, asked with a smile. Yes. And we would sort of sort out who gave which order for what, who was responsible for what exactly, Morozov said. It is not such a mythical picture. There are new rules in the world now. Let all those war ministers gathering in Kiev think a little about what it would be like to wake up in Moscow. So, 
Yeah, he, games with them. That's what I think. They, I guess he kind of did threaten that, but um, wow. The Russian media and how they're going on their TV and kind of making light of all this is really interesting. They did the same thing with smallpox. I heard allegedly this really? could be propaganda, but they're like, like bashing gay people. Like, oh, it's getting all the gay people in the West. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Not one person here in Russia got it. Ha ha ha! <laughs> It's like they're really right? like, bam, bam, bam in their propaganda. Which... You know, it's just weird. It really is. But, um, you know, you have to look at this and go, you know, they're joking around with about this stuff, but are they really? No, this is some Russian mob shit. And then, and then I look at it and I'm like, would it be such a bad thing? Uh, you yeah. know, I... Yeah, I I don't know. This whole it's very interesting times that we live in for sure. I, I don't know what to make of some of this. I'm crazy. There and there is a lot of propaganda. So you have to, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, I guess. Huge grain of salt. But one thing we like to do is, like, we're not pro-Russia, okay? We're not pro-Russia. We're not pro-war. We're not pro-anything dangerous. We I am pro-U.S. is what I am. I, I love my country. It's important to look at both sides of the issue, though, in order to make yeah. a good assessment of what's happening, which is why we look at what each side is saying verbatim. We look at as many facts as we can, and then we also have to look at the bullshit in order to read between the lines and try to assess what the heck is going on. So that's what we try to do. And uh, it's not easy. No, it's not. We've got uh, mainstream media praises Ukraine's Azov battalion for dropping Nazi patches from uniform. Oh, congratulations. Amid their looming defeat in the Donbass, yeah, which even I, the New York Times. I don't really think we don't have to read the whole thing. It's just. Oh, no, I wasn't silly. going to. Yeah. I was just going to kind of read the, oh, okay. the first uh, first paragraph is the New York Times and Washington Post have belatedly and reluctantly begun to acknowledge of late the neo-Nazi Azov battalion is struggling to make over its image, given the Western mainstream had long ago admitted them as a significant neo-Nazi threat, as one BBC documentary bluntly described years ago. But since the Russian invasion of Ukraine began, the public has been steadily told the Azov is merely the far right or simply nationalists in their ideology, or even better, the group is just far-right roots with images often misunderstood and shared out of context. You know, this is more propaganda spinning. Um, but then it says that the Azov Battalion drops the neo-Nazi symbol exploited by Russian propagandists. Yeah, and then it goes to show, like, all their Nazi tattoos and demonic tattoos and shit. It's like, what about that? What about those? They're like, oh, that's nothing. That's, right? That's, 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 that's it's nothing. It's just, it's absolutely unbelievable but they dropped the, the thing from their pat their patch from their uniform so one patch. Them. it's so ridiculous they're still nazis yeah you know you can drop all the patches they can remove all the tattoos but call it what it is soros doesn't a wear nazi his nazi he doesn't wear his nazi patches in public either it doesn't mean he's not a nazi exactly so it's an ideology An extremely deadly disease with a 30% death rate has been detected at two locations in Georgia. They show a picture of a mosquito here. Um, 
health I think officials. This is a Bill Gates mosquito, just FYI. Oh, God. Health officials say two mosquito pools in South Georgia have tested positive for Eastern equine encephalitis. Equine. Equine. Encephalitis. No, yeah, equine. Equine encephalitis. EEE is a virus that is spread to people through the bite of an infected mosquito. Only a few cases are reported in the United States each year. Uh, So I think. This has got a 30% kill rate. Okay. I think what they're doing, same thing with monkeypox, same thing with probably a lot of these things that we're going to be seeing is they're trying to scare the shit out of people. But also, how how scared are you of monkeypox? I'm not scared at all. So maybe they're not trying to scare us because I'm not scared at all. And I don't think people are really freaking out too much. I think what they're trying to do is desensitize people to the fact that that all these things are coming out and they're going to release a real fucking deadly one. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Hi, Kevin. I think that's maybe part of the plan. I don't know. It seems like kind of psychological warfare they might try to do. But um, I think they're just trying to keep everyone in a state of fear. What do you think about all this I do too. I think that's 100% what it is. It's a psychological war that we're fighting. And part of that psychological war is to keep people in a state of fear. And you're going to be, you're going to see, and these, we're already seeing it. It's just one virus after another, after another, after another. And you're going to keep doing this. And you've got the WHO treaty that says that the WHO can come in, you know, during a pandemic. We're in an endless state of pandemics. We've been in a pandemic that has never been lifted since yeah. the beginning of 2020 right and, well, and and we're almost we're halfway through 2022 so we're two and a half years into this and there's no end in sight we just keep seeing more of this stuff and all you hear is cdc this and cdc that and fda that and vaccines and vaccines and boosters and they're keeping people in this constant state of fear mm-hmm. that isn't going to end and so I look at stuff like this and I got kind of a funny story that relates to this. Two cases in Georgia, right? This says there are a handful of cases every year. Okay. A couple of months ago, I read an article that said that the black plague was in Wyoming. And I went, what? I'm like, is that the next thing? And so I was researching it and I was reading about it. And there's a handful of cases of the plague every year that are in Wyoming that are spread through rats. Like this has been going on for years and it's never been a problem. You don't ever hear about it. You hear about it locally because people are that are in that area. Hey, you know, you need to watch out for the rats and the rodents and stuff. Maybe take care of that problem in your neighborhoods or whatever, right? Because they're carrying black plague. So this is just another case of a localized incident they're using to promulgate fear in the masses. Yeah, and fear makes you sick, by the way. So have no It does. And so it lowers your immune system. And then a lot of this, too, could be that... Because I do think that some of this is engineered, right? We know that they were working on these viruses in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I'm saying. I think that they could slip in a real one and then people are going to be blindsided and thinking it's just more bullshit. And so I like to bring attention to some of this stuff as I find it, because it is important to be aware of it. And, you know, mosquitoes carry disease. They carry Zika virus. 
Um, I think they spread Ebola. Is that how they were spread? How Ebola got spread? I think I'm not so. 100%. West Nile, we have to. Uh, West Nile. So make sure you're using bug sprays, but try to stay away from the chemicals like DEET and things that can give you cancer. There's a lot of natural um, mosquito repellents out there. Um, you've got these genetically modified. So there's a lot of threats in this world right now. Does that mean you should walk around scared of everything? No. What are the chances of getting bit by one of these mosquitoes that's carrying this? I, I get bit by mosquitoes every single year, every summer. I do my best to avoid it, but it, without fail, I get hit at least a couple of different times. Yeah. You know, there are things that you can do to treat your mosquito bites. As long as you are doing what you would normally do, then you should be fine. Not a yeah. medical doctor, so don't quote me on that. I wouldn't worry, but, you guys. I'm not worried. No. Oh, my gosh. A SoCal doctor who smuggled and sold hydroxychloroquine as a COVID cure sentenced to prison. This is disgusting. A San Diego physician last Friday was sentenced to prison for smuggling hydroxychloroquine and selling it as a COVID cure. Last year, Jennings Ryan Staley pleaded guilty to one count of import importation contrary to law, admitting that he worked with a Chinese supplier to try to smuggle it into the United States, a barrel that he believed to be contain over 26 pounds of hydroxychloroquine powder by mislabeling it as yam extract. Oh, my God. Okay, so... You know, this article is a little misleading in the fact that you cannot, and this is the point that I was trying to get across, I think sometime last year, there was a little bit of a debate on the social red pill. Um, people were like, you, should, you can order hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin from India. Yes, you can, but it is not legal. <laughs> and um, the thing about it is, is that the FDA, love them or hate them, or whatever you think about them, they have standards um, for different medications. And there are certain percentages that those medications have to fall within to meet their effectiveness mm -hmm. or to be considered safe. Um, a lot of these other countries don't have the oversight that the U.S. does. Now, does that, I'm not saying that the U.S. isn't corrupt when it comes to this kind of stuff, but other countries are just as equally corrupt and don't have the oversight. So, can it be dangerous to get medication from other countries? Yes. People go to Mexico all the time and pick up prescription drugs. You bring it back across the American border and you're trafficking drugs. Because a Mexican prescription, it doesn't matter if a doctor in Mexico wrote you a prescription for it. It's not legal in the U.S. because it wasn't issued by an American doctor. So now if you stay in Mexico and you complete your you know, round of prescription medication, that's fine. But you can't bring it. You can't bring drugs into the U.S. from other countries. It doesn't work mm -hmm. like that. And so um, he did, in some ways, abuse his position of trust for trafficking drugs into the U.S. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. I feel like he was Was he trying to, to help? Yeah, and that's just it, is that they're forcing good people to do bad things. Mm -hmm. Because he shouldn't have had to go to these lengths to get this. Agreed. Um, and they're going to nail him to a wall and use his use him as an example. And they're going to spin this that he was killing, you know, potentially killing people, and he's a drug smuggler and all of these. Where 
if he would have been allowed to be the doctor that he is and make the decisions that were best for his patients and have access to the drugs that his patients needed to get well, he wouldn't have been in this position to begin with. Yep. World Health Org says it's important that pride celebrations do not change over monkeypox concerns. Oh, God. The World Health Organization says that people should not change their plans to attend pride celebrations over monkeypox outbreaks. The leading theory for the reason for rapid spread of the virus is sex between men at two raves in Europe. Quote, it's important that people who want to go out and celebrate gay pride, LGBTQ plus pride, to continue to go plan and do so. To do so. Andy Seal, a strategist advisor with the WHO Department of Global HIV, Hepatitis, and Sexually Transmitted Infections programs, said during a press briefing on Monday, according to The Hill. That's a really weird thing to... Yeah. Now, um, there's no specific transmission route that we need to be worried about, Seal said. It really is connected to the fact that there have been a couple of events that have perhaps amplified the current outbreak. Yeah, you don't need to... You know, you don't have to finish reading because it pretty much just says the same thing. Yeah, so Um, dumb. It really is. And, you know, I will say this. Remember this when they lock us all down for maybe the 4th of July or some other thing. I'm not locking down. I have a lot of uh, firecrackers and stuff. Um. I got it. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. They're going to find something because we all know it's coming. Maybe not when. I'm not locking but we down. Know I don't coming. care what happens in July. I'm not locking that. down either. But they're going to they're going to push for lockdowns. Well, you know, and it's important for people to remember that oh, they weren't concerned about it for the gay pride, you know, community. That's fine. But now it is when it's something that's conservative and it's not left leaning, right? Um, and they're going to try to demonize you and stuff like that. If if they, yeah, I I could care less over the gay pride parade. I could care less about monkeypox. They're politicizing everything. And I think for for some reason they want a high attendance at these gay pride parades, uh, maybe for a false flag, maybe to spread a disease. Who knows? Maybe just to be like, we love gay people that, virtue signal it's just political bullshit who knows what the what they're planning it's weird though especially should... somebody helping prevent aids and all this kind of stuff wouldn't he say hey everybody you know you don't have to go to these events and have all this crazy sex and all this kind of stuff it's actually bad for your health maybe <laughs> yeah maybe instead go see a movie or go do this go do that i don't know but it's all about equity and oh, 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 yeah, and inclusion and it's discrimination yeah. to say that monkeypox comes from gay men yeah who cares where it comes from yeah, it's not it, it comes, yes like, it is what they're saying they're, and like, they're like they're like yes it's mostly yeah. gay men but it's not from what you think it is it's like wait what what's actually going on what's actually going on here it, it makes no sense because, and here's the thing, is that the transmission comes from contact with open sores and bodily fluids. Straight people can get it too. <laughs> Just saying. It's, yeah. it's the same thing they did with AIDS, right? 
Fauci's, it is. Fauci's it's aid exactly project. the same thing that they did with AIDS. And they, they demonize, they politicize, and then they use that word, oh, you're discriminating. Once and they've created this, they've created this division. They're going to create a medicine and it's going to kill people just like they like yes. to do over and yeah. over again. Yeah, it's disgusting. So, so I liked this one. Don't think so. DeSantis says Florida will reject the pandemic treaty by who? So um, Governor DeSantis said there is no way the Sunshine State will support the pandemic treaty espoused by the World Health Organization. The treaty seeks to give the global health body overreaching powers during public health crises bypassing national sovereignty. The Republican governor blasted the agreement on May 23rd during a press conference in the city of Cape Corral. He said, there is no way that we in Florida will ever support this who thing. That's not going to happen. No way. You saw a lot of these elites advocate very pernicious policies. Part of the reason people want to move to Florida is because we rejected those policies, but they advocated very pernicious policies, including locking kids out of school. So, there are other governors and GOPers, I guess you call them, that are doing the same thing. So the GOP governor was not alone in condemning the pandemic treaty that threatens to encroach on the country's sovereignty. Other lawmakers from the party took to Twitter to express their sentiments. We must never allow President Joe Biden to use a pandemic treaty to give control over American public health decisions to the corrupt WHO, tweeted Florida Senator Marco Rubio. Texas Rep. Ronnie Jackson, meanwhile, urged Americans to say no to the pandemic treaty. He tweeted, the WHO pandemic treaty must be stopped. We can not allow our national sovereignty to be surrendered to America last pro-United Nations bureaucrats. Montana Senator Steve Daines and Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton wrote a letter to the Biden administration exhorting it to withdraw from the WHO. The two senators made 20th letter argue that the corrupt and inept global health body showed an abysmal lack of competence, which has destroyed the organization's credibility and undermined the public's confidence in it. They said, we are deeply troubled by these proposed policies that threaten to erode America's sovereign power to address public health emergencies as we see fit. Since the WHO cannot be trusted to properly exercise its current powers, it absolutely cannot be trusted with more power. Davis and Cotton wrote. So, you know, I'm glad to see states coming out and doing stuff like this. And, you know, it's funny because Florida, Texas and Montana do seem to be the ones who are who are screaming the loudest when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. Thank God I live in one of those states. Um, and so really what I was saying, I think a week or so ago when we were talking about this was that it really is going to come down to the states, you know. Um, to assert their own sovereignty when it comes to this, because Joe Biden is going to sign this pandemic treaty. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's going to do it. I guarantee you. Um, I, I would almost. So it's, it, it we'll is unconstitutional. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But here's the thing when it comes to the Constitution, it's only as good as the people standing behind it. And so. Look at what Joe Biden's doing. Everything he's doing is unconstitutional. And what's happening is that these states are standing up and saying, no, you're not going to trample on our rights. I know for a fact that Montana, our governor, sent out letters to all of the sheriff's office and all the law enforcement agencies in Montana and says, you will not enforce unconstitutional federal gun laws. 
period. Good. That's it. Should it should be in every state, but it should be. And so that's what we're going to have. That's what we need is. Oh, and Josh oh. talked about this a long time ago. I hope I don't have to flee my state. Well, if you do, Montana is really close to Washington. I don't want to freeze to death. <laughs> you know that most houses here have heat in them. When they have, I mean, energy. I can't speak to all of them. If you have but... fuel, yeah, energy, furniture on fire, right? <laughs> For maybe a little couple days. For a couple of days. Um, you have little faith. Holy smokes. <laughs> Yeah, Randy says it's not that bad. It really isn't. What negative thirty, negative forty? For like a week, and negative twenty. It's like negative twenty for like maybe a week. I think you had a day of like a negative a hundred, if I remember right. No, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you get a stove. Get, get a, a stove, stove. you'll love it. Yeah, I do. I, do I like a I good stove. It. Besides, <laughs> if worse comes to worse, you know what is a really great insulator? Just FYI, snow. Oh my god! Is a really great insulator. So, I don't know how to build an igloo. No, you just pile the snow in front of your house. Carve yourself, carve out a door. Oh my gosh, that does not yeah. sound fun. <laughs> all right, well, that's all that we have today, you guys, for the news and events. Uh, of course, we'll have more tonight with the daily dose, Sussman, everything. That's disturbing. Not surprising. Not surprising. No, if you guys have been listening to the Daily Dose and uh, everything, then you probably are not surprised either. And uh, we'll hear we what Josh has to say. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, I think. I remember yeah, coming out and saying, I'm not 100% sure that this is going to go the way that everybody thinks it is. So. Yeah, so, shit. Uh, thank you guys for welcoming me over there in Montana. But I'm going to pass for now, but... Maybe, maybe when um, I find out if our sheriffs are completely corrupt or not, I may have to go over there. We'll see. Hey, you know, besides, we've got global warming, so I'm sure it's going to warm up here pretty it's soon. Cooling down, the ice sheet's getting thicker. I know it's at a thirty-year high. Oh my gosh! But we got global warming. I call it global scamming, is what I call it. it yeah, yeah. Um. So, do you have any final thoughts for everybody? Everybody, no. No, Montana is right. not that bad, but it is full. So please don't come here. I'm just <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in once again to Morning Coffee with Andrea and myself. We appreciate it very much. Um, we will be back same bat place, same bat time every single day this week and week thereafter. Um, if you guys want to support decentralized news and media, Red Pro Project, uh, Morning Coffee, Daily Dose, Fringe, makes you think all the shows, um, you could donate directly at redpills.tv/go. Um, I know some people last night were trying to figure out like, how do I donate? Do I put my credit card information in Rumble or this or that? Yes, you could do that. You could donate on Pills. You could donate on DLive, but you could also just go to redpills.tv/go. That'll take you to our Give, Send, Go, where you could pray for us, you could share the Give, Send, Go campaign, or you could donate anything from, you know, a couple dollars to a cup of coffee. 17 bucks is the 17er club. It all helps to um, keep us going here. Um, 
between you guys supporting us directly and a couple of sponsors that we have. That is all we've got. So thank you all so much for all your support with using our sponsors, helping us directly with your contributions and all of this, and just tuning in, hitting those plus signs on Rumble and all that. It's tremendous. Um, tonight, uh, after the Daily Dose, we have the... Yeah after chat so be there josh is going to do a q a i'll be there andrea is going to be there we're going to just hang out after the daily dose get some questions to josh get some opinions go back and forth on whatever's on our mind uh that could be found at red pills i'm sorry that could be found at socialredpill.com socialredpill.com you can join uh that for 5.99 a month um red pills i'm sorry socialredpill.com <laughs> It's been a long morning. We're just going to start I, over. I'm forgetting all. <laughs> There's so many links. So many. Vince so many needs things. a nap. <sighs> Andrea needs a nap too. Maybe we should just go take a nap. Oh my gosh! I don't think we're getting. I'm not getting a nap today. <laughs> I know. Um, I was full thinking. Maybe one day. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks again. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Andrea. Always a pleasure. Of course. Peace. Thank you. Bye, guys.